and we are live what's up concrete okay can you hear me my bad my bad i'm talking on mute child um what's goody we back we back we back real Girl. quick what's yeah, going on quick. honey coming back for a um, lunchtime session um, so much. I know we have to get off into this topic, but I have to ask you, did you see the rumors supposedly regarding um, Russell Wilson cheating on Sierra? Yes, girl. I saw that ratchet, uh, <laughs> ratchetness. Ratchetness. They need to leave my good Russell alone. Leave him alone. I mean, like, really? Of all the people? Come on, Russell, like one of the last men standing. We can't have him. Come on. No. That black women gonna lose hope for real, for real. Girl, I think they've already lost hope. I don't oh. I, I I really don't know. I it, it's um crazy <sighs> when you really think about it and when you really look at it, how um Everybody tries to disparage everybody. Mm -hmm. um, he's been in a successful, excuse me, a successful relationship with Sierra for however long. And you will still have somebody to come in and try to disparage that. Um, and then if he was cheating and you trying to come out and saying that he cheating and he got you pregnant. Mm -hmm. And this, that, and the third, then you just a dumb hoe. And um I hope it so is. The woman came out and said it. That's what I heard. Now I haven't oh. done any research into it because I didn't buy into it. I'm like, leave Russell alone. Leave right. him alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think it's a mess. I ain't buying into it either. But I meant to mention that yesterday. Like, wait, what these folks talking about? They really trying to uh break up a happy home by coming with this slander. Girl, uh, and, and nobody has anything to do at all. And so mm -hmm. when you um miserable and you're a miserable thought, um, it, even if she got pregnant by a married man, uh, mm. I, you know what? If I was Sierra, I wouldn't even leave. Mm -mm, I wouldn't mm. even like, bitch, you just got a baby. You still ain't got no man. Now, you, you're saying even if it were true, you wouldn't. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go nowhere. Really? Yeah. And oh. it's not my, it's not my self-esteem or anything talking Mm -hmm. Um, I be, I think that we've kind of had this image of marriage that men are supposed to be these perfect animals or perfect creatures. Women are supposed to be these perfect creatures. Um, but then we really have to take into account who Russell Wilson is and what Russell Wilson represents. And I can imagine the thoughtery that's thrown at him on a day to day to day basis. Um, I think Russell Wilson is a human that gets uh, hot or it's, it's could be attracted to other women Um, this, that and the third. I, you know, I don't really put a whole lot past men. Um, I don't think that all men cheat. I don't think they actively go out and cheat. But I do have my um my thoughts on like how women throw ass to men and um how susceptible men could be to those actions. You know, I don't know. I, I just. I don't know. I, I think that uh, the best man would, uh, if a woman, if the right woman is steadily throwing vagina at him, I, I think the best man would take it. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and then this notification the just not coming through, but go ahead. I'm sorry. 
girl uh youtube can y'all please stop tripping with us and um yes. send out our video please and thank What's you going on? i'm not gonna even curse y'all out because i want y'all to promote our channel mm -hmm. but youtube if you're listening out here <laughs> thank you <laughs> listen literally it just came to my phone but you know i understand what you're saying uh, and i understand you know i understand what you're saying but i i, I um am not of the mindset that just because a man is tempted that he should not still be upstanding and he should not exercise discipline. Like I, to be completely honest, I, like, I feel like everything should be um, reviewed on an individual basis. I understand once you are married and you've combined finances and homes and there's so like, I don't think that there's a one size fit, fits all response to cheating. But I also feel as though um, as a man that you should be exercising discipline, you know, the temptations that you face just like everybody else does. I think that you should be um, doing everything in your power to ensure that you um, are on the up and up or that you resist that temptation. Like, I don't give um, I'm not extending no grace to you because yeah, no. And like I said, it's a case by case basis, but I'm not going to say like, I love my fiance with all my heart, but I'm not going to say, oh, you know, if you go out and cheat, like it, it ain't going to be over because I don't know. It very well might be the details of that um, infidelity, but I don't think that cheating is the worst thing that a man could do to a woman. I'm not of that mindset. I've stayed in relationships where someone cheated before, but mm -hmm. I am a different person than I was at that point in time. And it really depends. Like there are so many different variables that will have to be examined before I could say how I would move. But I, I just don't feel like just because he gets a lot of tail thrown at him that, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know what it is, though. Um, and then I had read like this passage one day that was concerning like uh, women being in hell. Right. Oh, it was interesting. It was a very interesting passage to me. Um, and I, I, I know I'm going to get it wrong. So that's my disclaimer. But it was basically like. Um, a man will do so much for a woman. Like he's a protector, he's a provider, mm -hmm. um, but he might want some strange every now and then. And yeah. women will really, uh, will dismiss all of those actions and relegate it to that one thing that he did. Like he didn't do, they'll throw away a whole, it's essentially like throwing a baby away with a bathtub mm. um, because we'll relegate that man to that one action as opposed to, um, uh, all the actions and you know don't get me wrong um i think everybody's gone through uh mistrust and we've gone through traumas of relationships and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it just kind of made me think when i read that it was like uh a woman will sit over here and be like okay the man did this that and the third but he cheated so i just can't be with him because he cheated and i think older women will think about okay we got our uh, house. We got a 3,000 square foot house. We got uh, three cars that's paid for. We take family vacations. We take our trips. We do this. We got our kids together. Um, we get along with each other's family. And um, this is the thing. If a man doesn't love you, I think that is that does make a difference if a man doesn't love you. But if a man goes out and gets some strange or whatever, and 
I don't know. I, I just, I, I, um, I, I kind of look at it like women. Um, I'm not going to say that we don't look at things realistically. And I understand that pain. But to be honest with you, um, another thing is you'll have to deal with somebody else's baggage, somebody else's bullshit. Very true. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. But at the same time, men aren't going to be forgiven. If men are far less likely to forgive a woman for cheating than a woman is to forgive men. Like, despite the fact that you might cook, clean, have great sex with him, take care of the children. He's not thinking about the fact that all you bring to the table. You men know what? Thinking I, about that. Think that's, I think that's a farce, too. I think... Um, I've seen relationships where men have stayed. Um, I'm not saying it don't happen. Yeah. They're less likely to stay with a woman who has cheated. And I've talked to men who have dealt with women who have cheated and they left because they said, I, like, as much as I love her, just like I, every time I have sex, like I imagine her going out and doing what she did. Like women deal, m women are more likely to forgive cheating than men are. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. But um, to me, the difference is I don't think women's options are the same as men. I think a man will find a good woman before you actually find a good man. Really? I, That's yeah, a good point. I, okay. I, I, I think uh, like if a man wanted to go out and find him a good woman, and, and I think men would actually disagree. But mm -hmm. I think that if you're looking for let's say you you're dealing with a certain type of man and that man knows how to fix things. He's smart. He's handsome. He may have a big D. Um, he's generous. Mm -hmm. That shit don't grow on trees. These dudes is yeah. not like that. They're not. No, I, like I agree. That. I agree. Let me tell you something. I know <laughs> I'm ruined because I will never find anyone in my opinion, who's comparable to what I have. So in that right. respect, you have a good point. I, I, I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Um, so, and then, then, like I said, we'll relegate something to one action. Um, I can't say, and I'm, I'm sitting here saying this, child, I can't say what I'll do in whatever situation. Right, so and I agree. Situation. I, could, I wouldn't but, be able to say what I'll But my thought process has probably been widened um, in that regard because, of course, everybody's been in relationships and they've been cheated on, or most mm -hmm. women have been in relationships where they've been cheated on and they left and was out and that was that and didn't look back. But then you still end up in, most of us have gone through those situations more than once too. So yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, thing. It's I interesting agree. Thing. I think it's interesting too. I'll say one last thing. I have encountered lots of women who have been married for extended periods of time. And I do think that they're going, they wouldn't be so quick to respond that they may be something that they have to give a lot of thought to. And I've heard women say like, the fact that we have so much entangled, like who wants to go through the process of like, <laughs> like we have, we've built too much together. You know what I mean? Like, I think that yeah. that's a strong consideration that women give like, dang, we've been together 23 years and yeah, he's cheated. But I mean, I built, we built a whole life together. We have multiple homes, multiple properties, multiple accounts. Like, I, I, although men think that women are trying to get half and always trying to run off with the bag, like a lot of women have to give a lot of consideration to whether or not they want to separate because of all of the complexities of a divorce and separating finances yeah. and stuff.
So divorce yeah. is uh, absolutely hard, and right. it's hard on everybody. It's hard on the families. It's hard on the friends. It's hard. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that women just get divorced just to get divorced, even though men are saying that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a lot that goes into it, and when you think about people that have been married for 40 and 50 years, I am almost certain I bet my right leg on it. That majority of them have been through some shit together. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So, like I said, that's not even the worst thing that a person could do in a relationship to me, but I know that I don't have a, a like, I wouldn't, I can't say that 100% for sure, if I were in that situation, that I would not leave, but I can't say that I would. I know it's something that I would have to evaluate. I'm a completely different person. Like, I think, like, in the past, I my ex cheated and uh, we stayed together. However, I'm not that person. Like, and when I say I'm not that person, like, I know the value that I hold. Yeah. As if I would never meet anybody that's comparable to my fiance. But as women, sometimes when you know your value, you you would rather be alone than be with someone else who doesn't see that value, who doesn't appreciate the value. So that's why I know I would have to assess the situation as it occurred. Um, shout out to goodness rated Bo. He says, smart, handsome, generous, big D. See, that's where you go wrong. What about someone who treats you right? Honesty, loyalty, and respect are the qualities that I look for. Um, honesty rated Bo, I will say this to you. I think those should absolutely be a given. Oh, I got my letter, child. Tell you about it when we get off. Um, <laughs> But praise God. Uh, I think that those are qualities everybody should look for. Um, but if you're talking from a surface level, we kind of feel like honesty, loyalty, somebody who treats you right should definitely be a given. But um, right. when you're talking about a man who is smart, handsome, generous, and a big D, um, I think you can get those hopefully you can get those things out of anybody but it just seems like a smart handsome generous man with a big d is probably one of those rare things and everybody wants one of those so that's all i was saying i think everybody should get somebody who's honest and loyal and respectful but what about if the person isn't loyal but they're still smart and handsome and generous and um they still uh treat you with a certain level of respect no matter what they're doing behind your back and um they still handle business do you throw them away then um and i know for men that's definitely probably going to be a yes because respect and loyalty are probably the biggest things that men look for um but i think women look at things a bit different but that's just my opinion my opinion and i ain't been married but for about five minutes so what do i know what do i know well, I do still think, yeah, that it was um, some, you know, interesting to talk about. I, um, I, I don't believe that Brother Russell is out here in these streets like they trying to make it out to seem. I, I, I just, I refuse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if I was Sierra, stand by your man, baby. Stand mm. by your man. Hey, babe. Stand by your man, Sierra. If that's what's happening, honey. Um, cause do you think when a woman takes that stance, like it's almost letting your man know, like, Hey, um, if you cheat, I'm still going to be here. Like, 
I, I don't know um, that I was. <laughs> um, you know what? The but this is what's proven to be true. Majority of us will stay with a cheater. Um, at least the first go round, we're going to be with a cheater. At least that first go round. Um, I don't think men learn their lessons from that. I, I don't. I think that it does kind of send a message that you will, but at the same token, um, yeah, yeah. I, I understand um, what you're saying. I have to admit that even though, like, even if I just really saw the value in my partner and I knew, okay, if he cheat, I ain't leaving. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't tell him. You won't know because I don't want you to think that it's acceptable. And that, and this is coming from a person who, like I said, I've considered being in a polyamorous relationship. Like, you know, my husband or my fiance comes from the my, uh, a, a religious community that um, polyamory and, you know, having multiple wives is a very real thing. And it's not something that I'm really necessarily opposed to. Um, but I'm very big on honesty. Like if that was what you desired, even if we had a conversation and you like, babe, I, like I, you got to come and talk to me. Um, but I'm just saying that to say that I don't know that I, I wouldn't tell him. Oh, he wouldn't know. Um, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I be saying one thing, mm-hmm, be some different shit on the back end. But um, you were saying, yeah. baby, y'all got to <laughs> listen. You, y'all fiery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna probably tear up. Listen, <laughs> um, I, I can't even say that I wouldn't close off emotionally because I I don't have I have attachment issues, but um my de- detachment issues are probably like super great, and mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with cutting people off at all. But mm-hmm. I've realized that when you cut people off, and it depends on what they do, um, I have to, for me, and this is my growth, is that I have to allow people to be who they are. Like, if that's mm-hmm. who's going, you know, hey, it's, it's, it is what it is, but child, I have to cross that bridge when I get there. Yeah, I can't, I can't cool. necessarily say what I won't do. I think Sierra should stand by her man, but. Okay, just, yeah. But let's get off into it, child. Like, I mean, we, we, we just talked to y'all last night. We was just here last night. However, we back again. That part. And we are going to be talking about drug addiction versus sex workers. Last night, at the end of last night's show, if you did not catch the stream, make sure you watch the playback after this one. Um, we like at the end of the stream, uh, who sent that super chat? DMAC. Who was it? No, it wasn't DMAC. Someone it sent, was sent Chief a, Rocco. Chief Rocco sent a super chat asking a question regarding the IG model, um, Miss Moore. And, um, we were, we had a kind of like a very passionate discussion back and forth. It was me, Danny and Roger initially had a pretty intense discussion back and forth regarding essentially like if there, she was deserving of empathy and, you know, if her, if she, her actions if played into her demise. And prior to that though, at the very beginning of the stream, we kicked the stream off by kind of sending condolences to 
the loved ones of Michael Kay kind of like talking about the you know roles he played and just kind of really empathizing with the fact that he died of a drug overdose. And mm -hmm. I literally like whenever I am like, okay, I always do a recap of the show with my fiance. So as customarily, I went down and I'm like, babe, let me tell you what happened. And so he listens to me vent, and uh, he so you is, went and told on me essentially. Mm. Not not just you, everybody, <laughs> the whole manosphere. So I did too. Like really, why you have to make it sound like that? So mm. I told him, and the reason that I use him as a sounding board is he. I'm emotionally driven. He's very logical, and oftentimes he'll be like, "Babe, you was wrong. They was in the right. I agree with what they said." And I'd be like, "What? You know." Like he's like, I would never publicly say that. He gonna always have my back, but he like, no, you you seen that in a different light. So he um and at that time though, he was like, no, you you was absolutely right. He like, you know, da 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 da. da. So, anyways, he's uh, surprisingly, I was kind of expecting him to kind of agree partially. Um, but he was like, nah, you was right. So anyways, I woke up thinking about it and I listened to the stream and I was like, wow, even just looking at the comments, like no one really had anything, ne no one had anything negative to say. I think Kit Clouds had a little snide comment about it. But um, when we talked about uh, Michael K, but when we talked about Miss War, um, they, everybody was like, she brought that on herself. So that's what led us. That's what led us to do a, a little lunchtime show with y'all. So you want to kick it off, Danny? What's, what's your thought? Yeah, girl. Um, Michael K. Williams was a celebrated actor who mastered his craft. Um, he was a thespian. He wasn't just no nigga who was out here thotting and bopping out here in these streets um, for clout and fame. Um, he actually did put some work in. Um, he really conquered something. He had to study. He had to, uh, really be good at something. He had to memorize lines. He had to show up on time. He had to get some shit together. Um, sis was, uh, outstanding in her maintenance. Um, if you know, she, she actually reached a peak for 2.6 IG followers. That is a lot to accomplish right now. I'm currently sitting at about 350. That was a lot for me to accomplish. So I get it, but I don't think that they brought the same things. And then while Michael was a drug addict, um, I'm not really going to say that there's a difference between um what they were doing, like her being a IG thought, quote unquote, because I don't know what that girl business is, but mm-hmm. <laughs> If she indeed knew that man and that man was tricking off on her and she was using that man, then um, to me, it is what it is. And I'm going to be honest with you. I am going to say that uh, with Michael doing the shit that he was doing, it absolutely is what it is. Uh, Michael's situation probably hits a little bit closer to home to me because I did have a, a mother that was on drugs and um, battled with drugs for a long time. Um, so I'll, I'll say that it probably hit me a little bit different, but, um, to be honest with you, it is what it is in his situation too. Um, Michael, if you was, if he was out there doing drugs, drugs come with the consequences well, and I don't feel any more sympathy for him than I do for her. I feel like he was a celebrated actor 
and people would probably feel like he contributed more to this world than she is than she did. But you know, it is what it is. What um, you think? I would have to say, like, cel- his, his his celebrity aside, he's a black man. Like, my empathy for him has nothing to do with his celebrity. My empathy, uh, I had the same level of empathy for George Floyd. I have, you know, the same level of empathy for anyone who has an untimely demise, especially my people. Like, I, and we don't know if she could have been taken care of you know, sick loved ones. We don't know her personal life like you, um, like you essentially uh, stated. Um, I thought that it was very telling because even with our conversation, like me and you, when we were talking in the beginning of the show, like you kind of was like holding him in high regard and kind of giving your condolences. And I just think that like black women constantly complain of the fact that there is a difference as it relates to how they're viewed by uh, in the black community and how black men are viewed, like how black women are often, um, you know, coming to the aid of and or, you know, rallying around, showing empathy, displaying empathy for black men who lose their lives. But when a black woman loses her life, she is being examined and put on display for, you know, every, um, negative thing, every negative action that she's committed in her life, and I you just don't. Believe I disagree that with we... that. Okay, hold on, wait, really quick. Wait, go, no, go ahead with your disagreement before I move on to this. Um, so, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston was my favorite, is still my favorite singer of all time, mm-hmm. all time. Right? I felt it when Whitney did. When excuse me, when she died, I felt mm-hmm. it. I really felt some type of way. Um, and I think the difference is, is a person that we see that we've seen in our homes, quote unquote, um, we've kind of grew up with them. I've watched The Wire probably 15 times. I've never seen Lovecraft Country. I've seen some other projects that uh, Michael had did. Um, so I think that that is going to be a difference for me because I've watched Michael. Um, Mercedes, I literally just heard of, you know, I'm not really into the, um, following a bunch of IG, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the third. So I heard of Mercedes after Mercedes, um, passed on. Um, so I think that would be the difference in the empathy for me because it was one person that was, that I was able to really see their work. Mercedes, I really didn't see her produce anything, but a bunch of, uh, half naked pictures. And I don't know. I, I, I still think that it's no different than how the media portrays black people. Like, I think that like we are essentially to me, like that's like white supremacy, like for black people to accost other black people and or like hold their feet to the fire or and, and even in their passing um, because of the fact that they let live their lives differently than we would have. I think that's like just no different than what uh, white supremacists do to black people. Like, I, I just don't believe that people are the sum total of the lived experiences that we know of because we don't even know of you know, what she did with her life. And for me personally, like, even if you, when you talk about Whitney, like, yes, that is a black woman. So to my point about black, and I I wasn't saying I agree and, or I feel like that. I was talking about the, the, um, the commentary that I've heard black women state relating to how they feel about them not basically getting equal, um, 
empathy and or acknowledgement for, you know, if something bad happens to them. But um, what I was about to say about Whitney is that Whitney died from drug addiction. So maybe you can also sympathize with that part because she died of drug addiction. And to me personally, I see Bro Curlin gave us a super chat. He said, these two situations are totally different. His addiction primarily affects him. For her, it was the alleged deception. It ain't the same. I'm just saying, I disagree with that. I dealt with addiction. Addiction does not just affect you. Um, addiction affects your loved ones as well. Um, so I don't think that, you know, addiction just affects the person doing the drug. Um, but I did want to say just really quickly, um, it's interesting that when we look at white America, when they have, um, when there's a crisis, an epidemic that affects white people at, in large, in mass, um, it's an epidemic. There's a there's a drug epidemic and they start getting resources. They start changing laws to ensure that their people who are committing crimes as a result of their addictions are not going to be jailed, are not going to be judged harshly. Like they literally, and it's because they see value in themselves. They see value in each other. Whereas we as black people, we are quick to just because someone does something that we find to be demoralizing to, um, you know, dismiss them and or not extend the same grace and sympathy to people who look like us. And that just, that hurts my heart. Um, I kind of, I, well, I actually beg to disagree with that. And I'm not going to, to a certain degree, everybody feels like we should stick together. And then you have people who don't want to stick together, who don't want to, they want to do a, a things a certain way. And I realize that they are not part of my tribe. I can't make them be a part of my tribe. Um, at the same token, I'm not going to sit around and, um, I wouldn't sit in front of white people and say this, that, and the third about my people. I wouldn't say that to them, but it's not like I'm upholding their people either. I don't put them on a higher pedestal than I would put our people. I think the problem is, is that we've coddled each other for way too fucking long. All we do is coddle each other. Um, you, you doing rough shit, then you don't expect the consequences from that. We want to uphold them. Um, the dude that sold all the drugs in the community and then come back and try to fix it. Well, you didn't destroy half the shit that you didn't burn down, but then we want to uphold him when he's doing the right fucking thing, even after he didn't destroy everything. I feel like we as a community have not taken, um, we don't take accountability for shit that people have already done to destroy themselves or destroy our community. But then when we, when they die, we're the first one screaming over our grave, like, oh my gosh, they shouldn't have died. They shouldn't have did this. They shouldn't have been like that. And I don't wish death on her. I don't wish death on anybody. But at the same token, when she was running down and running around, she was doing her IG thing. She was getting money. She was hustling. She was, and, and, and those things we do know to be true. When you play those type of games and you understand the consequences that come with it, then like you know what you know what's out there they work some dangerous ass jobs if you've ever been a stripper you ever go to the strip club that is not for the weak it's not for the meek um if you had if you then we don't talk about the greed that comes along with it 
Concrete, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think I've ever talked talk to anybody about this. Curtland knows. At one point, um, I had lost my job, but I was like, I'm going to be on my IG shit. So I was getting my weaves and nails and designer, this, that, and the third. And that shit started to add up. And it started to add up. And I was like, damn, I had hit a little lick. And so that lick money had kind of was starting to run out. And then I was like, how the hell are they maintaining this lifestyle? And it kind of humbled me like really, really, really quick because you have to get out there and hustle. Then it was chicks with no jobs. They walking around with the best weed, best shoes, best clothes. And I'm like, damn. And when you realize what they having to do for this money and to maintain these type of lifestyles and um, who they sleeping with and who they fucking and this, that, and the third. And no, no. Um, yeah. Women don't want to be, certain types of women don't want to live a humble lifestyle. So they take those risks. Those are mm -hmm. the things that come with those risks. I'm not yeah. saying that I wanted her, wanted something bad to happen to her, but it's becoming harder to me to feel a lot of empathy when I know the type of greed that's associated with it. Mm -hmm. It's well, hard. It's harder for me to feel empathy for it. No, I get you. I, I yeah. understand that. And I would have to say, first off, um, I'm not telling people that not to mention her occupation. Like you guys are now just kind of creating straw mans in the chat. Like I don't care about people creating her. I mean, discussing her occupation. She did it. She clearly was proud of it. So that's her business. Like that's not even what my argument is. In addition, I do want to say that um, nor am I saying that black people uh, should stick together and and accept people into the fold that are um, into uh, immoral behavior. Like I, I think that people confuse, like have this misconception about consciousness. Consciousness is about elevating the consciousness of the people and bringing them up to your level. It's not about coddling black people who are out here committing crimes. Like true consciousness, revolutionary spirit is about uh, holding people accountable for their actions. What you guys seem to not understand is that when we talk about consciousness and you know uh, an understand uh, knowledge of self. The conscious community is what kept the black community in order. The conscious community is what did not allow people to be selling drugs on street corners. The conscious community was who was coming to doors and knocking on your door, letting you know your son not about to be out here running amok in the community. Like consciousness is not about accepting deplorable behavior just because you black. I'm not even talking about her actions. I'm talking about the fact that I believe she deserves respect in, in, in her death. Like, well, yeah, I would not like, I would have been the first person to be like, I ain't with that IG model stuff. I do not, I'm not a proponent of that. I wouldn't want my daughters doing it. I do not think that that's becoming. I think that, you know, black women have so much more potential than that. You could be doing nails and making bank, making cake and not risking your life. But I, I'm not advocating for what she did. I'm literally just saying empathy and sympathy for a person who lost their lives unjustly. Yes, she was in a field that um, it's danger is associated with, but so are police officers and we don't want them losing their lives because they because of the profession they've chosen to go into. I just think that she died unjustly. And as a result of that, like I'm empathetic to the fact that she lost her life. We, I think that people are due, due process. I think that if you commit a crime or 
against someone or you do something wrong to someone you you're you're um get there there is a law specifically in georgia that you can exercise if someone has gotten money from you by deceit it's called theft by deceit you Mm. deceived me and as a result you stole from me because i gave you money under false pretenses there are all kinds of laws and and legal remedies to uh you know someone taking advantage of you or taking your money and this it really and truly was uh, a lot of these laws were created to protect women but men need to also take advantage of them because women are conned out of their money because somebody looks fine and they give their money to specifically white women are really big into oh their attractiveness to somebody so they start giving them access to their finances and they rob them blind as a result there have been crime uh like crimes put on the books to ensure that those people can be held responsible I'm well, just let, saying- let, me, let me interject real quick because it's interesting that you talk about justice in what's unjust and unjust um especially as it pertains to the justice system shout out to renee um, Steven, she said, wait, so taking pictures and putting them on IG somehow makes her somehow culpable in her own death. Um, no, Renee, um, it was more than taking pictures and putting them on IG. Um, we do have to take accountability and responsibility for when we do put those type of pictures out, what type of men that those pictures attract. I'm not saying that you putting regular pictures on IG couldn't attract um, the same type of crazy men, but you're going to attract them more in abundance when you put out a certain product. I did want to run down a specific example of something that I just seen that just happened yesterday um, within the, within my own state of Mississippi. There is a woman who um, was a community leader. Um, she owned a family restaurant. Her and her husband owned a family restaurant and they owned a liquor store. This woman killed a man, a homeless man. Um, she killed him or she shot him. Then she came back and did a drive-by on this man and shot him again. This woman received 10 years for manslaughter, which she pled guilty or she used the Alfred law, which means like she pled guilty because it was in her best interest. Like no contest. Right. Um, this woman received 10 years manslaughter, eight years suspended, two years on house arrest. And this man is dead. So when we talk about the justice system, um, I would say that I really don't trust the justice system. At one point, um, maybe like a long, long time ago, I probably had a little bit more faith um, after my own arrest. Um, over some shit that I asked the cop a question, the cop pushed me, I, I pushed our ass back. I ended up in jail. So when we talk about the justice system or um, when you see- well, example- I'm, I'm not a proponent of the justice system. However, that is the legal system in this country that he should have used, the avenue that he should have used, not taking her life. Like I, I don't advocate for this. Listen, I know about the U.S. unjustice system. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that. I'm just saying that is the legal system that we have in this country that he should have used. That should have been used as opposed to her losing her life was what I was saying. I got you. Um, but at the same time, and somebody brought it up yesterday. I don't want to say it was Kerlin who said it in the chat. We don't get to choose how people respond to certain actions. Oh, I, I, that's very. If I agree. you if you plan, and I, we don't know, we don't, we really don't know because there hasn't been enough evidence to come out. But if she was playing 
um, these whole ass games and she was cunning this man out of his money and she didn't have anything for him. And he did that. I'm not saying that she deserved it or didn't deserve it. I'm not going to say that. She, I, I, you know what? I'm not going to say that she deserved to die. Right. But we don't get to dictate how other people react to our react to our actions. Yeah, and, and that's not an argument that I'm making. I'm talking about you. after the fact, the lack of sympathy. When you're talking that's about being the displayed. lack of sympathy. You're, right. you're talking about the lack of sympathy. But like I said at the beginning, and this is going to still be my argument. Um, I want to see people succeed and do their best, but we have to take into consideration in when we choose these type of professions. When we choose these type of professions and we're choosing um, certain professions for greed and clout and fame and this, that, and the third, those are the risk. Those are the risk. And she knew of those risks. Um, social media is too big. The news is on everything. Um, YouTube is a big platform. IG is a big platform. You see what happens. I think, uh, let me read Andy's super chat real quick and then I want to say something else. <clears throat> Thank you, Andy. He says, many know personally would, many I know personally would sleep with men for a place to stay while posting pics that make them look paid. Uh, average coochie hustle chicks do it at some point before they get successful or into legit relationships. Very interesting, Andy. Oh, I'm sorry, um, girl. I, had I, oh, I knew it. I'm sorry. Wait, we no, got another no one. Oh, and Andy says former North Carolina football player Fred Lane was killed because his girlfriend caused he broke because he broke up with his girlfriend after she spent his money. She robbed a bank, too, and only got a 10 year sentence. Yeah. The, listen, we know that the uh, justice system is unfair. We saw a woman uh, run a uh, kill a uh, motorcyclist, a black motorcyclist. She was white. They were weekend and was out in less than 24 hours drinking and posting on social media. We we understand this. We know this. I ain't advocating and or saying that um, the U.S. justice system is fair. I'm saying he, he should have used the same remedy that we all are subjected to, this injustice system. But I wanted to say that um, I don't know. I think that it's interesting because when we listen to the opinions of people in this space, they would say, you know, as women who were unwed when we bore children, that we're not deserving of a second chance of a, a husband and to be happy and to, you know, be married and, you know, um, all of the things that come with a happy and healthy relationship. I, I don't, I, I feel like I, I, I'm a person who, I'm like, people who knew me 15 years ago don't know me. You don't know right. me who knew me 20 years ago don't know me. I am not that person. Yeah, you know, she was 32, which, you know, you in your 30s, you should like really be making better decisions. But who knows, you know, what she could have contributed to this world. And, you know, I, I guess like I understand everything that everyone else is saying. And I'm not saying that there's no validity. I'm just simply saying that I see the difference between the reverence that's being paid to Michael K, which being in the drug game in any capacity, whether you are a user or a dealer, is extremely dangerous. You are around CD characters all the time. But you know what the difference is, though? Wow. Um, their contri their contributions to the world. Um, Michael was on a nationally renowned uh, TV show, which was probably oh. one of the biggest uh, TV shows. Deserve uh, empathy and death. I'm not. Let me finish my point. 
it's going to be easier to empathize and to sympathize with somebody that you are more familiar with versus somebody who is seen as an IG model um, who didn't really um, that you really didn't get a chance to see. We don't really know a lot about her life. All we knew about her life is that she takes pretty pictures for the Internet. Um, that's it. We don't know a whole, whole lot about her. Um, I think that human nature is going to dictate that if you see somebody on a regular basis and you see them um, acting in TV shows that you like, and especially if you like the character that they played, you're probably going to feel a type more, more empathy towards somebody that you kind of feel like you know more of than somebody you don't. And I kind of feel like that's an unfair comparison because she was just an IG model who took pictures. He was a renowned actor. She was someone's child. She was someone's loved one. That's not how empathy works for me. And not to mention that, but I'm a soft skill trainer. I train people on how to display empathy. I'm extremely empathetic. You don't, I don't have to know you. I don't have to have ever seen you before a day in my life. You could be a bum and you're killed and I'm going to be empathetic to you. Empathy is not conditional for me. Well, I think um, with most people, I think with most people, or maybe we're just sick as a as a as a human race. I think with most people, um, if somebody got killed down the street and it was close to home, I'd be like, "Damn, that was messed up." I would say that that's messed up. Um, am I gonna be sitting around thinking about it all day? Probably not. Is my life gonna really continue to move? Yeah, probably is. Am I really going to really, really, am I going to really shed a tear for somebody I really don't know? Probably not. And, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to say that I feel bad for it or um, that I couldn't absorb the energy. Hell, I had to stop watching the news because every time I watched it, it made me sad. Um, so it's just certain things that I can't necessarily give my energy to. Um, and it's especially if we are adults and we know what we're doing and we understand the consequences that are associated with that. I'm not saying that she should have lost her life. I, you know, I hate that for her. I hate that for her family, but yeah, I, it yeah, is what it um, is to me. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Um, I'm not capping. Like literally just watched a crime show last week and started bawling somebody who I don't know at all whatsoever, because it hurts to see black people killed unjustly. It's unfortunate that more people don't feel like that. That's why we don't have, that's why we don't have an intact community. Like we don't love one another. We don't know. We don't in the village mentality. We don't. Like I'm extremely really communal. I'm extremely conscious. Like I don't like seeing my people killed or hurt. I don't care who they are. That's that's you know that I don't have more reverence uh, for like I, I my feelings and or um, my, my I was as emotional about thinking of, I, I'm as emotional about thinking about the fact that she lost her life as I am about Michael K. Like there's not a, like one inch of difference in the two. I, I think that it's extremely unfortunate. It's it, you know, it hurts to even talk about. I, I, so, I mean, I get that y'all don't understand that. I'm extremely empathic too. So, you know, maybe that's why, but it's it's unfortunate. It's, it's sad to see black people lose their lives. And even, you know, someone who's homeless, like you don't know if they're battling drug addiction and once they get clean, what, what they could offer to the world. Like um, you don't know what greatness is inside of them. And that's just how I look at people. And like I said, this isn't about uh, me 
feeling like uh, there's acceptance for people who are, you know, CD who are doing low down things and or people who uh, kill other black people. That's not what I'm talking about. I want to surround myself with people who are like minded and or, um, you know, uh, looking at looking for different ways to elevate themselves. You know, I don't want to be around people who are immoral. That's not who is I have within my circle. But that don't mean that my heart doesn't ache for them if they lose their lives unjustly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, honey. I just, I'm, I still be of the same mind and I hate, like I said, like I hate it. I hate it for, her. Yeah. but, um, yeah, it, it definitely, to me, it, it is. And then is, said, we just going to compare great actors to regular degular IG models before great, before he was a great actor, he was considered a crackhead before he was a but So if he would have lost his life before we ever saw his great acting potential, like nobody would have cared about him because you just a crackhead. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, but you understand. know what you bring about like, his yeah. life. Like y'all, like he could have lost his life before we ever got to see that greatness. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You know, uh, what's um, um, Barack Obama could have lost his life smoking weed that was laced with fentanyl before he ever became president. Like that's what y'all don't. And people would have been like, "Oh, that's what he get for smoking weed." Like y'all don't understand how that is emulating white supremacy. Um. That. But let me. How can I phrase this? Because you, you, you're, you're saying white supremacy, this, that, and the third. As as far as how we treat each other. Um, do you think that black people are responsible for holding other black people accountable or is it a thing that everybody else has held us accountable? So, um, certain things or certain, certain considerations should be thrown out the window. And I'm going to say this because you, you did bring up how white people will still uphold white people, even in the face of blackness. What do you feel about that? Like upholding white people. I'm sorry. What, what, uh, okay, what so sure? if white if a white person gets out on drugs, we're like not we're white people will coddle other white people and say, okay, like when they ended up on um the pills and all this shit, um, of course it became an epidemic. Um, they changed the laws, they did you know all the things mm -hmm. that you mentioned in the beginning. Um when they uphold each other, you're saying that white people basically stick together through everything for the most part. And I, I agree with that. But if black people hold each other accountable for these type of actions, are we wrong for that? What do you think? No, absolutely not. We, we oh no, absolutely. We, we better hold each other accountable. I'm not talking about holding each other accountable. It, you know, if she had not lost her life, would could we have had a conversation about how, you know, uh, uh, she's objectifying herself and how, you know, I disagree with her actions? Absolutely. I'm not talking about the profession or the, the lane that she was traveling in. I, I'm literally, literally just restricting my opinions to her losing her life unjustly. But yes, Black people, look, if we don't like holding each other accountable is not white supremacy thinking. I'm saying uh, not being able to empathize with someone who looks like you who lost their lives unjustly is comes from your your belief that black people have no value. That's a white supremacist mindset, not the fact that we're holding each other accountable. Heck yeah, we better hold each other accountable. It's up to us to challenge either, each other to be greater. Like, like I said, I've, I've, I have literally 
actually um, applauded men in this space for their stance on no stepdaddy culture because that holds black women accountable. If you don't have men being willing to step up to the plate to play a role that the man you selected to lay down with uh, decided not to play, then you'll continue doing the same things. I'm all about holding other people accountable. I have no. So then, is it relegated to is is it relegated to their death? Uh, no, because. Even when I say holding people accountable, you won't hear me making this argument if she had pulled a gun on him, uh, you know, and, and, and for no reason. He wasn't trying to assault her. She pulled a gun. If there was an imminent threat to his life, if uh, uh, if another person who looks like me loses their lives in the commission of a crime because they are also a threat to another person's life, you won't hear me making the same argument. I'm not saying just no black people deserve to die. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm talking about people who die unjustly. Like if, if I am not posing a threat to you, to your body, even if I stole something from you, if I stole, uh, you know, a Barbie doll out of family dollar, you don't get to kill me because of that, because I did something wrong. You go through the, the court system. So we're okay. So let's not talk about Barbie dolls. Let's say she ran him through um thousands and thousands of dollars and he was spending all kinds of money on her and she was feeding him whatever i'm not saying that in no situation a person deserves to die but when you are doing those type of things there are associated risk with that I, I just think that it's a problem if we're trying to tell people how they should react or if it, it, you're saying he should have went through the justice system to get his money back um some people don't look at the justice system the same way. Like I, if, if you've gotten fucked over enough in court and you've seen how court goes and you've seen who's gotten away with crimes versus who hasn't gotten away with crimes, then to me, that's going to tell me already that shit, if something was to happen to one of my family members, I feel like I was purposely put here to avenge whatever. I was purposely put here to avenge whatever. Fuck that right. justice system. Um, and I hate to say it like that, but that's, you know, I, I've I, seen I enough. Yeah, I've seen a, enough. but I don't understand, like, why that's a, I don't understand, like, I, where maybe I'm not clear. Or, like, I'm not advocating for the justice system, but his experience and your experience is not the same. You have a white Hispanic male who is, uh, you know, who we're saying he should have went to the justice system because that is the legal system for recourse in this country versus a black woman who has mistrust of the justice system because of what we've seen. I have mistrust of the justice system. But when you say that you would also avenge your family members, are you going to avenge your family members because someone stole from them by killing somebody like that like i would have been no, my family member no, too no, no. if they were uh, killed or their life was threatened that's different yeah it, it would be different um now i would say i would say if it came down to theft or something like that there yeah i could probably let that go i don't necessarily think that's worth death but that's a different story some people might feel like other things aren't worthy of death some things are worthy of death to me um harming my child is worthy of death right. um right. fucking with my husband that's worthy of death um it's certain things that are worthy of death to me um, certain things that aren't, but we're we can't dictate what's death worthy to somebody else versus somebody like our views are going to be different. And because our views are different, then we need to be extra cautious in how we proceed with things because we don't know 
what another person is capable of or what that other person is going to do. And being that, you know, assume you can assume some risk in certain situations. Hey, I, I would yeah. say that she had less chance of that happening. Um, has she been a teller at the bank or if she lived a regular, regular lifestyle? I think she would have had less chance of that happening. It's yeah. unfortunate. It's unfortunate as fuck that she lost her life due to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do. I absolutely positively feel that that's very unfortunate. And, you know, um, people do have a right to redeem themselves and come back. But there's a, a risk when you take on those type of things. That yeah. risk is going to be higher than somebody that's working a regular, regular job. That's true. Um, there's risk associated with having unprotected sex. There's true. risk associated true. with uh, drinking and drive. You know, there's risk true. associated with a lot of actions that people engage in every day. I'm not like I understand that we cannot control how someone reacts to our wrongdoings. I, I don't have no argument for that. I'm not even arguing about that. We absolutely have no control over how someone is going to receive you doing them wrong and what they, uh, how they uh, try to avenge, the, you know, that wrongdoing. So, yeah, I, I, I don't even have anything to say regarding that. Um, I just think that as a people, um, it's one thing that I find interesting is um, my fiance, whenever we have situations where the police are challenged because of a wrongdoing, like or and or a perceived wrongdoing, um, even if there is a um, indication that the black person or you know person of color that was killed um, might have done something wrong, might have had something that looked like a weapon, might have had an actual weapon in their hand, and the system is challenged, he always tells me how it's important to challenge the system even if you believe the person is wrong. Because if you challenge them when you believe that the person is wrong, then they will be more apt to be on their P's and Q's regardless. They're going to be more apt to make sure that it's a weapon that he has in his hand. To not even be able to second guess that it's a cell phone because you're challenging them at every turn. I think that as a people, it's important for us to stand behind our people who are killed unjustly, despite whatever their um, whatever their um, you know profession is, despite however they live their lives. I think that if we do that, it shows that we value one another, that we value ourselves. That if somebody kills a, a black person and they don't take their own life, that they're going to be challenged. That we're going to rally behind and push for the court system to hand down the a fair sentence that we're going to that we're gonna give them hell. So I, I love that mindset that I'm I'm of that mindset that we oh. should stand behind one another if you know despite the fact that our profession was immoral that we should still you know um show empathy and display empathy for people who look like us even if they did something with their lives that you know if they live their lives differently than we do. I, I I can understand that. Um, you know, as it comes to standing behind the system and challenging this, that, and the third, and doing this, that, and the third, um, that that system would actually have to be a system worth doing. That um, money talks and bullshit walks. You could buy a judgment if you got the right money and you know the right people. 
Um, to, to be honest, I really don't think any of that shit matters if you know the right people and you got enough money. Um, I really don't have a lot of faith in the justice system working. Oh, um, we've seen it not work too many times. And even when we've rallied behind um, certain things, people have still walked. People have still uh, came out on top in those situations. That's so, true. But it's yeah. more likely to have a favorable outcome when we do rally. We just saw that for the last year and a half that like literally uh, um, government governmental bodies across this nation are changing the way they police. We, we don't know if it's going to be effective. However, they're uh, removing qualified immunity. They're making changes. And it's because we stood up and said enough is enough. Like to, we've see, we're seeing changes be enacted. Is it enough? No, hell no. But we don't need to stop fighting either. A lot of us have went back to our normal lives and are like, oh, okay, well, on to the next. We have to keep yeah. applying pressure. Even when they talk about like the uh, boycotts, like literally for months on end, people refuse to take the bus. Like as, as a people now, we have so many conveniences that will you know, make a little bit of fuss for a little while, but then it's like, you okay, back to normal. absolutely right. We don't, we're not consistent. And um, you stand up for one minute and, um, you know, people stood up, I ain't buying Gucci no more. Child Gucci, uh, come out with a new whatever, whatever. And mm. everybody, it'll be a, a line around the corner and two blocks down. Yeah. Um, we're definitely not consistent as a people. And I, I do think that's a big, big part of the problem. So yeah. I'm in total agreement with that. Um, but it is definitely, definitely time to wrap up. What are your final, final thoughts? Um, I guess in closing, I just want to say this was a good discussion. I, I think that, you know, um, clearly we are, uh, you know, of different mindsets surrounding this issue, but that's what made it um, a good discussion for me. Like you were able to highlight things that I had not considered and that, you know, and or did not have an argument for. And it made me just assess for a minute like, dang, OK, so as it relates to that point, she is absolutely right. And I agree. Um, I think that it's good to have these healthy discussions regarding mm -hmm. our um, different opinions on, on um, different matters. And I was glad we could, you know, pop on here for a minute and, and uh, chat with the people about our thoughts. So yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, it was definitely, definitely a good discussion. Um, I think you brought about some really, really good points as to how we view each other and the fact that we don't love each other and we don't trust each other. Um, but hopefully um, we're doing being able to bring us together a little bit by little bit, um, every little bit helps and it does help build and foster relationships between us and this right. community that we're building over here. So I agree. Um, I wanted to highlight something really quick before we pop off too. SKC just said, why does it, why is it that people who dabble often in illegality desire the legal system to treat them fairly? Um, listen, um, we nobody is perfect like let me tell you something i'm not a person who will condemn other black people for anything that they do that's outside of legality slavery was legal like you know there are laws that permit um violating your constitutional rights there are state laws that permit your constitutional rights to be violated so screw legality number one um number two everybody deserves to be uh treated fairly i don't care what you've done and don't tell me you've never speed uh, never ever 
never speed uh, been speeding in a car. Don't tell me that you've never uh, crossed the light when it was um, red and it wasn't green. Like, who cares? Like, that doesn't mean that when you go to court that you shouldn't be treated fairly. We all deserve to be treated fairly. Everybody, despite, you know, how you live your life. And, you know, that's just a fact. I don't understand why you guys only feel like people who, uh, you know, don't never color outside the lines deserve fairness. No, everybody deserves fairness. We need to chat like if it weren't for people challenging the system and or coloring outside the lines, we wouldn't have the rights that we have today. What don't y'all understand about that? Okay. That's all I got. <laughs> you know what? I'm not dealing with you. That's it. That's all. You know, these people will trigger me, but I'm not even triggered really and truly by his comment. I thought that it was a good opportunity to expound on the things that I just said. Okay. Okay. Well, everybody have a great, great weekend. We will see you guys back here on Sunday. Um, Yeah. Y'all have a good one. Um, Really good discussion. So y'all hit the like button on your way out and share the video. Um, There was some really good uh, stuff going on over here. So share this. This is good. All right. Y'all have a good one. We're out.